everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. This is an umbrella. Umbrellas obviously repel the elements. They keep us dry. I'm not a big guy that likes to carry around an umbrella. I don't have one in my car. Lisa does, she loves the umbrella. Today I wanna talk to you about the umbrella. I'm gonna ask you a question. Are you an umbrella fella? Are you a princess of the parasol or not? The umbrella. The umbrella, I'll say it again, repels elements, rain, snow, sleet, and small hail. I'm gonna talk to you about a classic battle. A battle that it's epic. I mean, this is like a great, great conflict. I wanna start talking about a figure that we've been reading about a lot. You know, we're in the chronological Bible and we've been reading the Bible in real time. And if you're not doing that, pick one up at all of our campuses and you can start today on the journey because there's nothing like the Word of God. This book, the Bible, it has something to say to you and me every single day. Well, one of the figures we've been reading about in the Old Testament is a guy named Saul. Really, you could say Psycho Saul. Saul was anointed king of Israel. Samuel, the prophet, anointed him. He was like the natural choice to be a king. As we've learned, Israel wanted a king because everyone else had kings. All the neighboring nations had kings. We want a king, we want a king. It's kind of like your kids, parents. We want this, we want that, because they have that. Well, why? Because they have that. Why? They have that. It's peer pressure. And that's about how God's people were rolling back in the Old Testament. Saul became the king. He was six feet, eight inches tall, as we've learned. The average height of a male Hebrew was five, six during the day. So obviously, Saul stood head and shoulders above the rest. He had long hair, a ripped physique, shredded, kind of like mine. He was a leader and he was a difference maker, a warrior. I mean, he was, again, he's, he's the guy, he's the man. Saul, though, even though he had everything going for him, as you look at his life and get a little bit deeper, you see the chinks he had in his armor. And he especially had a conflict and an issue with an umbrella, of all things. You're like, what? You're telling me in the Old Testament, thousands and thousands of years ago, you're telling me in the book of 1 Samuel, beginning with chapter 13, that King Saul had a problem with an umbrella? Yes. Yes, his career started out pretty strong. I mean, he had a few issues. He found himself, though, in a difficult situation. God allows difficult situations to happen in our lives. God tests our faith. I like to say God tests us to make us strong. He never tempts us, 
but the enemy tempts us to make us do wrong. It was a test of his faith. And we're going to see Saul's methodical, intentional descent into dishonor. Now, wait a minute. How could King Saul, how could this guy descend into dishonor? After all, he was the king. Well, let's find out. Saul had his troops together, and they were getting ready to take on their arch enemies, the Philistines. He was at a place called Michmash. What an interesting town. Have you ever been up to your eyeballs in Michmash? I think we all have. We've been fighting those battles, fighting those enemies, fighting those, those demons, fighting those tendencies, fighting our past, fighting our family of origin, fighting our siblings, fighting our spouse, fighting our career, fighting our coach, fighting our teacher. We find ourselves in this fight. And down deep, we don't realize it, but it's a, it's a faith fight. So Saul had the troops together in Michmash. He was getting ready to take on the Philistines. Well, to give you like the whole situation and scenario, remember Samuel, God's prophet, was God's spokesman for Israel. Saul, as king, was under his authority. Saul knew that before he could go into battle, he had to make sacrifices, then he could go into battle. Now, when I say he had to make sacrifices, Samuel had to be there, this spokesman, this holy man, this prophet, to lead in the sacrificial act. Saul knew this. Saul knew that he couldn't sacrifice. He couldn't get involved in this service unless Samuel was there. So he's in Michmash. And the Philistines began to get closer and closer to the Israelites. So close, I like to say, they could smell their cologne and body odor. They could smell what they had for breakfast on their breath. They were that close. So Saul had to wait seven days, right? Seven days before he could move out into battle. During those seven days, that was a time period where Samuel was supposed to come on the scene and help in the whole sacrificial thing. And then after that, on the heels of that, he could go to war. So Saul waited. And he waited. Day one, whoo, man, some people are bolting. Some people are leaving. Oh, no. Day two, day three, day four, day five, more people are leaving. People are complaining. Man, I can't believe that text. Wow, they're, they're doing some sort of a mass email campaign against me. 
Day six. Oh, this is a joke. Come on, Samuel. My army's, my army's bouncing on me. Day seven. Where in the heck is Samuel? And all of Saul's advisors, I'm sure, were saying, Saul, come on, man. Come on, just sacrifice. It's okay. Just do the sacrificial system. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Samuel got hung up in traffic or something like that. Maybe came down with COVID. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just, just do the sacrificial thing. We got we to gotta fight these guys. If not, they're going to kill us, the Philistines. And so Saul looked to the right, to the left, and he thought, well, okay, okay, okay. Saul did something. Saul was under the authority of God and Samuel. But on that seventh day, God was testing him. A faith that has not been tested cannot be trusted. So he said, you know, Saul said, I, Samuel's not here yet. It's on day seven. The shot clock is running out. I'm gonna sacrifice because it's time to take on the Philistines. Bruce Buffer, UFC. It's time! Hope I didn't scare you. So the fires of the sacrifice were still smoldering. Saul had done it himself. He'd gotten out from under the authority of God and Samuel and take a stab at who walked up after being stuck in traffic all day long. I'm talking about God's man with the plan, Samuel. Samuel walks up, and in 1 Samuel, chapter 13, verse 11, I love what he says to Saul. What have you done? Saul replied, well, when I saw that the men were scattering, I saw, okay, from my perspective, right? And, and, and that you did not come at the set time, and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash, I thought, I saw, I thought, now, now, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal, and I've not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. I saw, I thought, I felt. How many times have we missed what God wants us to do? We're under his authority. We're working somewhere, we're employed somewhere, we're on a team somewhere, we're in a classroom somewhere, we're in a restaurant somewhere. I saw, from my perspective, I thought, using my mentality, I felt, I feel, 
So we get out from under the authority structures. We toss it aside and we do what we want to do. Look at our culture. We're in the midst of authority issues. We've gotten away from the authority of God, away from the authority of our families, away from the authority of this book. And that's why we look around. And that's why we see such absurdity and such chaos. What's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. When we're under the authority of God and the authority structures that God has established, we're safe. We're secure. God is the author of authority. The word author is in authority. He's the author of it. When you understand God's authority, you understand authority. But we have authority issues. They're everywhere. Walk into a restaurant, they look at you and maybe you're not wearing a mask and they say, you need to wear a mask. That's our policy. Do you get in the person's face like I've been tempted to do? <laughs> do you give some sort of a retort and make a scene? Or do you say, you know what? I'm gonna be under the authority of the restaurant. When you're under authority, you're secure, you're safe. The elements, or the elements, you might say. When you're outside the authority, you're gonna get pelted by problems, hammered from hell itself. I saw, I thought, I felt. Man, we go solistic, don't we? I wanna do what I'm gonna do. I'm sovereignly ruling over this universe called me. I'm the authority here. I'm the man. I'm the woman. Boy, that sounds like, that sounds like Satan. What? That, 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 that sounds like Satan. You're, you're trafficking with the devil, so am I, when we exhibit authority figures. Check out Isaiah chapter 14. Here's what the devil himself said when he tried to usurp God. He had authority issues, obviously. I 
will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of this sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. I, 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 I. It goes all the way back to the soils of the garden. Adam and Eve were under the authority of God. The enemy tempted them. I saw, I thought, I felt. And they tossed the authority of God away. You're talking about being hammered by hell, pelted by problems, drenched in depravity, we're still facing the consequences of it. Come on, Saul. Saul had a major stall, didn't he? The enemy was encroaching. The stakes were sky high. The pressure was mounting. The crowd was cheering. Others started jeering. He mailed it in and he moved out from under the authority. When it comes to authority, think about this umbrella. When we get under those things God has put over us, then we'll get over those things God has put beneath us. In other words, when I get under the authority, then I understand my authority that God has given me. So when you understand God's authority, you'll understand authority. This should happen in families, this needs to happen in marriages, this needs to happen in the workplace, this needs to happen in the sports world, this needs to happen in the arts, it needs to happen in every slice and in every venue of life. Also, it provides ultimate protection. I mean, I'm, I'm in the safe spot here. I mean, I'm, I'm under the authority of God. Also, too, check this out, another benefit of this. It accelerates my maturity. Oh, I wanna grow. I want to discover who I am in Christ. I want God to work through me, okay? How about the situation with your boss, with the waitress? with the coach, the soccer coach who's so unfair to your kid. How about the student in the classroom? Or how about the person that attends fellowship? Authority issues. 
Authority issues also gives me a heightened sense of uniqueness. I discover my individuality. I like how people say this. One time I heard Snoop Dogg say this. I kind of shudder to quote him, but he said, I'm just trying to be the best Snoop Dogg I can possibly be. (laughs) The best Snoop Dogg I can possibly be. Huh. Well, you know, we'll never discover the best version of who we are until we get under the authority of God. So when I get under the authority of God, I could discover that I could be the best Ed Young I could be. It also gives me a holistic approach to worship. Have you ever thought about that? Everything we do is worship. When I'm under the authority of God, I understand God, you're sovereign, I'm not. And that's when I can live a life of worship. Because Saul stalled, Samuel said, Saul, it's not gonna happen for you. God has chosen another person to take your place, a man after his own heart. When we fail, and when we have these authority issues and miss what God has for our lives, there's always a substitute. There's always a person to come in and take your spot and my spot. Authority issues. Study history, just briefly. The 1960s, authority issues. Go back even further. Critical race theory, authority issues. Postmodernism, authority issues. Socialism, communism, authority issues. Wherever you turn away from God, you're going to be pelted by problems, hammered by hell, drenched in dysfunction and depravity. So the plot clots. You won't believe this. So Saul, (laughs) let me go back to our man. He's in another situation now with the Amalekites. I'm a a drummer at heart, I love rhythm. And I like to play Wipeout. Sometimes it drives Lisa nuts, but. When I play Wipeout, it helps my hand speed. And it, it was a song by the Safaris back in the 60s that talked about a surfer wiping out. That's the theme, and it had this drum solo. God says, Saul, wipe out the Amalekites. I mean, I mean, wipe them out, because they were so evil, so ungodly, so sinister, 
Wipe them out. Now, what do you think Saul did? He almost <laughs> wiped them out. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. He, he almost did. And then Samuel, to give you the Wikipedia, shows up, and this is another battle. This is after the Philistines. Samuel shows up. Samuel goes, hey, uh, uh, Saul, did you... Did you play Wipeout, like God said, like you were supposed to do? Saul goes, yeah, man, I did it. I mean, I, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, ah. <laughs> What's that sound, Samuel said. Saul goes, oh, man, someone just had gas. <laughs> oh, no. Ah. What's the bleeding of sheep I hear? <laughs> Those are oxen. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I kept some stuff, and, and the king, I, I kept him around because I'm going to sacrifice everything to God. Partial obedience, I'll say it again, is disobedience. Once again, Saul, under the authority, got out from under the authority. So Saul had authority issues. How about David? Saul was jealous of David because David took out the big Leviathan, Goliath. The Bible says that David, a brilliant musician, would play the harp when Saul was depressed. One day out of nowhere, Saul took a spear and threw it at David. And David was so quick, even though he was strumming the harp, he evaded it, and the spear stuck in the wall. He could have killed Saul right there. He didn't. He was under the authority of God. Read it. And under the authority of Saul. Well, this authority figure is so unfair, man, and I don't respect them. If you wait for your authority figure to be fair, and if you wait to respect them, you're never going to learn the authority of God. So Psycho Saul is trying to kill David. Is that hilarious? So David's on the run. Saul takes the Delta Force with him. David is hiding out in a cave, way back in a cave. And you know, Saul was probably getting up in age and he had to, the Bible says, relieve himself. That's what the Bible says. So Saul went in to the cave and he began to relieve himself. David was in the cave with some of the Delta Force and they were like, oh, David. You got him with his pants down. You can pin him to the ground. This is gonna be hilarious. You're gonna kill Saul while he's going to the restroom. David said, no, no, no. I'm under his authority. I'm under God's authority. Who am I to touch God's anointed 
You know what David did? He snuck up on him. (laughs) This is so great. Cut off a piece of his robe. And when Saul flushed, (laughs) and walked out of the cave and walked down in the valley, David stood at the mouth of the cave and said, Hey, Saul, Saul, Saul. I had you with your pants down, down, down. I could have killed you, killed you, killed you. If you don't believe me, here's a piece of your robe, robe, robe. But I didn't kill you, kill you, kill you. Because you're the king, king, king. And I'm under the authority of God, God. Authority issues. Saul is now camped out with all of his men. And if you know anything about ancient armies, the king, the leader, would sleep in the middle and all the guys would sleep around the leader in these concentric circles. And to show you, how bad David was, David snuck down through these snoring (laughs) special forces. And his bodyguards were with him, just a few of them. His bodyguard goes, Dad, there's Saul over there. Look at him. Maybe some sleep apnea. (laughs) And his sidekick said, pin him to the ground, David. Take him out. You do it. All your problems are done. What did David say in 1 Samuel 26? Don't destroy him. I'm not going to destroy him. Who can lift his hand against the anointed and be blameless? So David didn't do it. He was under the authority of God. And as you read David's response regarding why, why, He did not take out Saul. Here's what he said. Because of the Lord. (laughs) That's it. That's all you got, David? Well, that's all you need. Because of the Lord. I'm going to submit to that manager of the restaurant. I'm going to submit to that coach, I'm gonna submit to my spouse in certain situations. I'm gonna submit to that teacher. I'm gonna submit, why? Because of the Lord. So I gotta ask you, what are you doing with the umbrella?
Because this battle was not against Saul versus Samuel. It was Saul versus Saul. Samuel versus Samuel. And you versus you. Let's pray together. God, this is a difficult subject to work through. And I thank you for your word that works in every situation and scenario. And I pray now that we would submit to your authority and to the authority structures in our lives that you've placed there to mold us and shape us into the best version of ourselves will be, which is walking with you. So God, we thank you for this. And I'm praying now, God, if there's someone here and you've never, ever, ever given your life to Christ, that you would make the decision. There's no way you were born a Christian, just like I wasn't born married. It's a decision followed by a process, and you can make the decision right now by saying, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I give you all that I am and all that I'll ever be. I turn from my sins and turn to you. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.